As some of you know, I'm quite pathetically illiterate when it comes to movies, and so you'll be perhaps sad and happy to know that just a couple years ago, on a plane ride um, to Germany nonetheless, I watched for the first time uh, in its fullness The Sound of Music, which was great. And of course I knew the, the, the individual songs, uh, but, but I saw the whole movie. And what was striking and memorable to me was actually at the end, uh, at the credits. And at the beginning of the credits, it says, cast of characters. And I thought, oh, that's where that phrase comes from, the cast of characters. Uh, and of course, we use that phrase now in reference to a sort of um, perhaps amusing or random mixture of personalities in a group. Uh, but I presume that originally comes from the title page of the credits at the end of movies. I don't know when that started. Maybe some of you or Father Kelly would know. And in today's Gospel of Luke, we're at the beginning of chapter three, which is the beginning of Jesus's ministry after the infancy narratives of Jesus and Mary and Joseph have passed. And here we do have a true cast of characters setting the scene for the Gospel of Luke. We have Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, Herod, his brother Philip, Licinius, we have Annas and Caiaphas, all these figures of ancient Rome, from the local government, the high priests, all the way up to the emperor. And then of course we have John, Zechariah, preparing the way for Jesus. This is an intentional, interesting and provocative cast of characters that Luke gives us at the beginning of this gospel. And as we proclaim it now in Advent, there's this excitement in the air of preparing the way for the Lord's coming, but there's also a shadow over this excitement because most of this cast of characters will be the ones contributing to Jesus's passion and crucifixion. And so the stage is set for this epic, albeit invisible battle between light and darkness. And John the Baptist comes on the scene calling for repentance, to repent. And that word that is used in the original Greek is metanoia. And metanoia has several layers of meaning that encompass the whole spectrum of repentance. And metanoia means not only repentance, but conversion. It refers to a, a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of one's outlook on life. John the Baptist was preparing the world for God's coming into human time and space. Right now in Advent, we are preparing to celebrate this event by calling to mind Christ's return, his second coming in time. 
And this was highlighted in the liturgy last week, the first week of Advent. Both of these comings of Christ are concrete, visible, historical events. For us right now, celebrating these events means welcoming the invisible presence of Christ into our lives. In recent years, several different survey data has shown us that one of the largest religious demographics in the United States is fallen away Catholics. Fallen away Catholics. And that should be alarming to all of us and it should alert us to a deeper reality of this battle between light and darkness. It should, first of all, remind us that we are all prone to falling away, literally. And so this should show us that metanoia, conversion, is therefore not a historical uh, singular event or a once-and-done decision in our lives. Metanoia is something much broader and deeper. Our own theology of original sin very much explains this alarming survey data, for we believe in original sin, which leads to concupiscence, a good term to know from the catechism. Concupiscence is that, that result of original sin that makes sin attractive to us. It makes us all inclined to sin, and that is unavoidable. And so original sin and concupiscence means ultimately I am prone and inclined to distrust God, to want to think and act on my own, independent of God. Concupiscence dulls my intellect. It prevents me from seeing the world and reality clearly as God sees it. Concupiscence weakens my heart and will. So things that I maybe know are wrong and bad for me, I do it anyway because my heart and will are weak due to concupiscence. And every inclination to sin comes back to the capital sin of pride, that thought in our heart and minds that tells me that I know better than God. I distrust God's goodness and plan for me. And concupiscence and original sin, its effects, uh, press themselves upon each and every one of us all the time. It is absolutely unavoidable. So metanoia therefore means ongoing conversion. Every day we must be willing to allow God to change our hearts, to transform our outlook on life. It is not a one and done event. It's not that I either have faith or don't. It needs continual nurturing and conversion. 
So let us answer the cry of the Baptist. Be converted. Change your thinking, your outlook, so that you perceive God's presence in the world. Change your thinking so that God may become present in you and through you may become present in the world. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.